a Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Today, cheer superstar Navarro College alumni Morgan Seminier joins us to discuss the exciting new tour House of Cheer leveling up across the states this summer. Your host, Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. I have something today that I'm very, very proud of. We welcome cheer superstar Morgan Seminer, who I'm a massive, massive fan of. It's unfortunate that I do have to make some disclaimers um, about today's episode, and it's just, and it does not reflect Morgan or my opinions of her or the show Cheer uh, in, in any way, but it, there is a few things, unfortunately, that we do have to discuss and talk about. Originally, Morgan came on to the show to promote a tour called House of Cheer, which I was greatly looking forward to seeing, especially after seeing the, the Cheer tour last year, which was just dynamite and fantastic with Morgan and Gabby Butler. And if you're in the Cheer and you've seen the show, you know who, who these people are and who I'm talking about. And that tour has now been canceled, unfortunately, and so that's why we had to kind of hold off because Morgan and I did this interview weeks ago, and my producer asked me to hold off, or actually, she didn't ask me, it wasn't my decision, but our producers decided to hold off because uh, we were also going to have, if you've seen the show, um, head coach Monica Aldama, um, who is, you know, again, if you've seen the show, you know exactly who she is. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She's leads the you know in, in terms of most championships ever for a national grand championship in uh, in the world cheer she was supposed to also be on the show and literally the day monica and i were, were scheduled to chat uh some things came about where she was hit with this lawsuit now again i'm gonna let you google all that stuff i'm not gonna get into it and i also wanted to be clear too that i'm not turning a blind eye to anything I'm not I just in this situation I'm not sweeping anything under the rug I'm not um, endorsing any sort of bad behavior all I know is this and you could say it's from a simplistic standpoint that that could be responsible of of perpetuating something um in terms of, of neglect, and I'm just, uh, you know, and I, that would somewhat be somewhat true. I'm just, I'm not an investigative journalist. I'm not, I don't have the time or the desire. I just want to talk about my experience, and my experience is this. Like most of us, in 2020, we were all under lockdown uh, during the pandemic, and it's, and if, some cool things actually did come out of the pandemic because, you know, we were able to kind of go back to home and nobody was wanting us and uh, to be somewhere every second of the day like like I would. And I'm almost like after the pandemic, I was like refused to go back to that life. I was able to dig into my closet and reacquaint myself with, uh, you know, old photos and old things, old hobbies, things that I used to like, especially like forgot that I enjoyed like a lot of you. Something else that it did is that it, uh, I don't watch a lot of television anyway, but what it does is is it allowed us to see things uh, that we wouldn't normally have seen. I think this is also a big reason why the whole Tiger King thing was so huge because it was like we were craving entertainment. We were craving interaction with each other, and this really provided it. 
Well, on the different spectrum of that, whatever, that's how cheer, I believe, came into my life because I don't, you know, I'm not a cheerleader. I was never a cheerleader. I had any sort of aspirations of being a cheerleader, even though I did. I've always have been kind of, you know, fascinated by the idea of of people who, who do this at that level. And I remember hearing a few years ago, and you'll hear Morgan and I talk about this, is um, when I first learned, because I'm in Dallas, of course, probably the most famous cheerleaders before cheer is the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. And I thought these girls were stars and rich and, you know, and making, you know, something comparable to, you know, I mean, I mean, I know they were making millions like the players, but I was shocked. And not only that, but just kind of offended and kind of appalled that these girls don't make any money. In fact, they actually spend money to do it. I mean, I think they, I think they got paid. I'm not kidding. Like something like, like less than a hundred dollars a game, which they surely spent more than that to look the way that they do to, to perform and all that. So <clears throat> that's why I also thought this house of cheer tour was so cool because it really is. And you'll hear us talk about it is really the first time in history where it allows somebody, a cheerleader that does this to actually make money at it. And you'll again, you'll hear us go into it because what you don't realize is that they kill themselves all year long and they have that one championship at the end of the year and then they're done. It's like, here's a way to kind of prolong that magic. And and Morgan and the the team of House of Cheer, including Monica Eldama, were uh, responsible uh, for that. And so, of course, um, with the lawsuit that was hit with Monica, the sponsors, of course, as you know, had no choice but to pull their their support and the tour has been canceled when you hear me and and <clears throat> morgan talk this is before the cancellation again she came on to promote the tour and uh <clears throat> and i was grateful that she did and, and she came on anyway monica had to cancel the interview because literally the timing was just it literally happened like the like the like a few hours before we were set to go her to come on the show now, I want to say a couple more things. Uh, first of all, like I said, in 2020, I watched Cheer, and I just became instantly... And that's also I'm also a filmmaker. So a lot of it for me also was it's just brilliant filmmaking. It's brilliant storytelling. It, it becomes all-consuming and all-engrossing instantly. You watch two minutes of this, you're not going anywhere. You're going to watch every second of it. And then <clears throat> and they just build towards this... Uh, you know, the big championship at the end. But then you start falling in love with all these characters. You know what I mean? You start really, you know, relating to their stories and really, really wanting to cheer. You find yourself cheering them on. And for me, there was none more so than Morgan. And Morgan comes from a, uh, you know, kind of a, of a, a meager origin, just like I did. Now, Thankfully, my mother uh, was uh, with me and, and everything else, but I, too, come from a broken home. I, too, grew up in a trailer in the middle of nowhere with nothing. So that, you know, her success spoke to me. And, you know, when you'll hear us talk that, you know, my successes have spoken to her. Uh, but I just was just I just became such a huge fan of hers uh, specifically. And so when the opportunity uh, to have her on the show, oh my gosh, of course, like my, I, it's so funny how I was, I was telling her how like I've, you know, I've interviewed everybody and I rarely have been starstruck with some of the biggest, you know, names in, in, in Hollywood. 
And the minute she popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, my God, it's Morgan, you know, and and, you know, and, and uh, you probably might have saw we talked about this, too, uh, when they were on the Ellen Jenner show and, you know, Kendall Jenner was on there and they she knew who she was and, and all that great stuff. So anyway, um, but I wanted to say a couple of things. I, of course, I saw the entire first season now call me whatever but i'm just i'm so busy raising two small children i'm a filmmaker currently production with two major i mean i literally live in this bubble and certainly during the pandemic too that when i came to start watching the second season i didn't literally had zero prior knowledge of one of the main cast members getting into some serious trouble for doing something really awful and really stupid and I'm not going to say the name. Look it up. I'm not going to promote that. Any, you know, and by giving it any sort of any other attention, other than to say this, is that when I went to promote Morgan's uh, appearance when we did that, whatever, I was getting some feedback online that was completely unexpected because I was completely unaware. Now let me get back to the second second season just for a second. So, I think it's the sixth episode where this comes out, and I was like all of you, shocked, disgusted, and just completely disappointed. And this is nothing about the the other cast members or the show itself or its producers, but I just I couldn't get excited to finish it, and I didn't. And and maybe I will, at some point. But it's uh, this was last year, and. Uh, so I was just like, man, that really sucks, and and that's simplifying things because I my absolute heart breaks for the victims of all of that, and anybody that was involved in that, and then of course you know the people that you know that this person hurt uh, by their actions, and then just by association with their actions. So that's what I mean how this is absolutely, you know, but somehow this feedback that I was getting, and this is the world that we live in now, unfortunately, that by having Morgan on the show somehow meant that I was ignoring this tragedy, this this horrible thing that happened, or I was somehow, because apparently uh, they were saying that Morgan initially had defended this person i i've seen no no example of that and and even if it if i did i really can't help but think that you know and morgan i do not talk about this of course i do not bring it up during the interview i can't help but think that uh that she was told to do so and you know she's still a young girl especially at that time and uh <clears throat> and you know being told to you know, and, and probably she also, like anybody else, I mean, she can she also can talk speak for herself. I'm not trying to, t- to dismiss her voice. She probably didn't want to believe it. You know, she was close to this person, and you know, and and, and knew a, a side of this person that that she loved. So that's that's a that's a hard process to go through. Another part of the feedback I was getting was was that somehow people were kind of are, are are trying to convince me that the show of cheer basically what it did was was it shined a light on something that has been long prevalent and that there's a whole other aspect of the cheer world that absolutely even before cheer 
despises the Navarro College and their and their program. And the reasons being is because they were saying it's some sort of this like this cancer. And Monica, in her way, she pushes it. And but primarily, and this is what, of course, the the lawsuit was about, was about a environment or a culture that doesn't protect. And again, you'll have to look it up because I'm not going to talk about it. But um, and and but at the same time. I got to tell you, it also kind of felt like what I was hearing from people was it's always the ones that make it that are popular, and that's why they want them to fall. So, having said all of that, (laughs) you know, I I hope that's not true. I really related to, uh, you know, these people and the fact that they're just down the road from us in in Corsicana, us being, uh, being up here in Dallas. You know, when they made an appearance, not at the Frisco Mall, you know, I took my little girl to meet them. And uh, and it wasn't any of the people that we're talking about that are current that were, you know, one of the current incarcerated was was not there. And and I didn't have any knowledge of that of that happening anyway at that point. So that that ended up being a a fortunate thing. Uh, But I did see um, the the tour last year and it was just fantastic and again like i said you know offering so many wonderful opportunities uh to to uh you know the world of cheer so i so from my perspective what i'm seeing the contribution is being is something that's no one else is doing and has never done before and again like i said and i really related to to, you know to morgan's story and i really liked gabby and all them and, and i and now morgan comes on my program and we had the best chat and I just, you know, it just cemented what I already had felt. And, you know, and she was, um, you know, uh, about to get married. I think she since has been married. We want to say congratulations to her um, and her husband. So so this interview with Morgan's been sitting on the shelf for, I guess, a few weeks, maybe a month or so. But I just wasn't going to let it go, man. You know, I, I, I want to say, you know, again, uh, that I do offer my support. Um to anyone that's trying to further this for these athletes because people think of them as just ornaments or whatever they are athletes and they're incredible athletes and so if anybody is out there is creating a program that is that is safe and inclusive and can be you know monetarily you know financially beneficial to these people that deserve it you're going to get my support and uh, and not only that, but like I said, like you know, uh, you know, Morgan and I unfortunately had have a lot in common, and uh, we really connected on this chat that I'm actually looking forward to you to, to hearing. Uh, if the House of Cheer returns, uh, uh, we'll see. I hope so it or something like it does, because it needs to happen. And and again, cheer to the people that were doing their best to make it happen. So, with all that having all that said. We're going to take a small little break and we'll be back with cheer superstar Morgan Siminer. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more Tricky Kid Radio. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media, our Twitter handle, at TrickyKid2, 
Type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming, exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid. Hi, this is Natalie Cox. I play Juno Eclipse in The Force Unleashed, and you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Once again, your host, Roy Turner. Has there ever been like a cheerleading star or a group in the mainstream at this level ever before? No. So obviously we did the tour last year and we have a rebranding for this year, which is awesome. So we have the level up tour for this year, which is basically exactly how it sounds. We are leveling it up. We learned last year how to work together and bringing people together from different teams and programs. We brought the best of the best in last year and came out with a huge production. Now we've learned some small things here and there, how to get faster outfit changes and all the ins and outs that go into making this show that we're able to level up from what we did last year because we have a lot of familiar faces and we're able to bring in a lot of the top name people from all these different programs to create a entire show. What I think is really cool is certain niches like cheerleading have their little bubble and everybody already knew you who Gabby even before the show aired. Now you guys have really become household names. I don't know if we've ever seen that before in the world of cheerleading. Yeah. So before the show came out, we didn't understand how cheerleading was going to be portrayed, but we really brought some light to it. And this tour is an incredible opportunity because we're able to bring in so many people and give them professional cheerleading. We don't have a next level in cheerleading. After you hit the collegiate level, you can cheer for Team USA, but there's no opportunities for people to get paid to do cheerleading. You pay to do it, whether that's competitive or you pay to go to school to be on the cheer program. This is the first time there's a opportunity to be paid as a cheerleader. I'm in Dallas. You are as well. Prior to you guys, people when think of cheerleaders, they think of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, right? Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely shocked when I found out those girls do not get paid. I'm thinking they're big stars and they're making all this money. You guys are literally creating that market and showing there is a market for it. What do you think the biggest thing is that you learned from the show last year. We had never done a live show before. We had just done competitions, practice for months and months for that one competition in Daytona. For the tour, we learned everything in a couple of weeks and put together a 90-minute show. We're used to a two minutes and 15 second cheerleading routine and had to somehow come up with a 90-minute routine that was entertaining. We did a very good job of how we produced the show last year. But this year, now we understand we can do stuff that is hard but you have to do things that are super safe as well because you're doing shows every single day you don't get a break you do a two-minute routine you're tired then you have to continue to do another one and another one for the full duration of the show I've learned to like pace myself and make sure I'm taking care of my body I am a retired cheerleader so I'm not used to being in my prime shape condition (laughs) so it is a lot harder for me a retired tired cheerleader at 25 Matt talking the heck out of my teammates because 
it is a lot of energy you're exerting. It's fun because I'll be able to interact more with the crowd. Last year, I was so focused on making sure that I was doing everything right. So I can start waving to the crowd and interacting with them. Great point in the competitions. It's not interactive. And what you do requires so much focus. I come from the music industry. I would always would tell the performers I worked with, you've got to pace yourself. Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to do this tomorrow and the next day. I want people to understand, it seems like that Daytona is the be-all, end-all. Can you explain to our listeners, what is the actual hierarchy? Where do you go from there? Yeah, there's multiple types of cheerleading. All start high school, college cheerleading, many different levels of it. Each type, you have different competitions. College, you don't go to any competitions during the year. All star, you will have multiple competitions a year and the big one at the end of the year. One of college nationals, there's nothing. You have that one competition for the full year and that's it. So yeah. You got I really love how it illuminates these people are athletes yeah. in killer shape and what goes into that with a little payoff the football players get their bowl and the baseball get their series but you were saying you kill yourself all year you get the one competition and now what this is the next professional step for cheerleaders being able to create it for other people and produce a show in 90 minutes to be able to help set other people up for success in the future is what's most important. What are some of the things that have happened outside of the cheer world this has brought to you? It blows my mind. We've been on Ellen to surprise Kendall Jenner. And walked out, she knew my name. It was crazy. I love Morgan. I love Morgan too. We gave her a uniform and put her up in a stunt. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Justin Bieber awesome. followed me on social media. He, my childhood crush of all times. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. That's a great validation for you. Cheerleader as superstar. That's a new thing because <laughs> you are making it happen. And getting to meet you and talk to you. I never in a million years would have imagined my life being where it is now. And I'm very thankful and blessed. And I wouldn't be where I am without all of the people that support me and love me. I appreciate everyone that's listening. I, I appreciate you saying that. We've been very big supporters of the show. And to our show last year was at the outdoor amphitheater i couldn't imagine having to do that in july in texas yeah. we had a couple of shows last year where we were like overheated but we're not gonna upset any of these coming to watch thank goodness you guys are doing this indoors <laughs> <laughs> monica was also going to join us today watching both seasons of cheer how close the two of you have gotten it does that translate in your performances she is absolutely incredible at everything she does has so many hats on from being a coach, a mentor, a leader. She is one of a kind and I don't know how she does it. I could never do what she does because she's just amazing. She really cares about every single person and their health and their grades. Is there going to be a season three that you're aware of? I honestly have no idea. I haven't cheered for Navarro since 2020 when COVID hit. People tend to forget. They think all I have to do is drive by Navarro College and Morgan's going to be in the gym. Yeah, will message me congratulations on navarro guys won and i'm like i wasn't a part of that team but thank you so much navarro was just at daytona were you present for that as a spectator or i have a lot of friends that are still currently on teams so um i did go to daytona this year and last year to go watch navarro brought me relationships with so many people half of those people are in my bridal party and I've been in some of their weddings. It's a huge family and we're supportive of each other. What are you most excited for people to see on the House of Cheer tour? It's just going to be a level up from last year without giving away too much information. We are able to take what we did last year and make it 15 times better. What is next for you 
beyond cheering? You know, just planning on getting married and enjoying every opportunity that I have now and just soaking it all in and living in the moment. I really want to start my own business, but outside of that, I'm ready to get married and settle down. So that's my main goal. Speaking of which, looking at your Instagram, you are currently engaged. <laughs> I'm in the process of wedding planning. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Morgan, you're a star. I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the program. It's called the House of Cheer Tour. Tickets are on sale now. They know where to find you on the social medias. Just go to houseofcheertour.com. Check out tour dates. All the information will be there. Congratulations on your wedding. And Thank again, you. I, and we'll see you down the road this summer for sure. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Morgan. We'll see you soon. Once again, I want to thank my guest, cheer superstar Morgan Siminer. Again, congratulations, Morgan, uh, on your wedding. And I wish you the best in any and all of your future endeavors. You have a uh, an open invitation to return to our program at, at any time. And again, I, we do hope to see you out there uh, either in, in the, the form of actually cheering or cheering on um, you know those that that are that are deserving and and, and that you uh, uh, that are out there really you know busting their ass um, to make this a a viable and sustainable profession. And I thank all of you for listening, and we'll see you next week.